This is the Visual Developers Podcast with your hosts, Lacey Kessler, Matt Varghese, and Ben Parker. Interviews, no-code reviews, tutorials, and more, we're here to talk about all things no-code. Hey everybody, Ben here with Visual Dev FM, back for another episode. So glad to have you with us. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Lacey and Matt. Hello, hello. And uh, today we're going to talk about gated membership sites. We're going to talk about members, member stack and member space and Firebase and all, like, if you coded it yourself, we're going to talk about all these different things and kind of how you go about choosing the right tool for your project and, and, and finding what works for you. But before we get there, as always, we're going to spend a little time going through what's new in no-code. So let's jump into the no-code roundup. First off, we're starting with Glide. Glide has a couple updates. One, uh, and as I like to say, we're the official unofficial Glide podcast. Uh, grooving is here. And so now you can actually list things, take a list. So you have a list of people. This is the example they had. And maybe they have job titles and departments. You can group people by the department they're in. So People could scroll through staff members and, and view it by department, um, which is a really cool, like way we talked about before, just these little polished features they keep releasing that are really nice. Um, they also have a new course out uh, for uh, Glide Apps, how to create a CMS on an online school uh, with membership and gated content. Um, and so that's from Jack Vaughn. He posted about that on Twitter. Link in the show notes so you can go check that out. But the whole course is up on YouTube. I, I went through a little bit of it. It's super interesting. And uh, I actually can't wait to go all the way through it. I've had an idea for a glide up for a little bit. And I've been neglecting it. And I really, I just need time to do anything. Uh, but uh, it is something that I, I'd like to, to dive into. I've got, um, so my husband, I think we've talked about this before, is getting into no code. And um, so, and he's starting with glide. And so I like I saw their new releases coming out and I was like, oh, this would be so great for him to get into. And he's like a total spreadsheet. Like he he's like the nerd that has all the certificates from going through like Excel and all of that. And so um, so he's really excited to get into Glide. So a no code master. That's what that's what those people are. Like uh, if if you know, if you know spreadsheets, I'm like at Lacey's converting people in her own family. I love it. Like, this is the like second walking. one actually. My brother-in-law built his uh, website on Webflow, so nice. Second one, I know. Welcome to the dark side, Lacey's family. Um, welcome to welcome to the no code community. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's really really cool. I'm super excited about those features. A bubble. Bubble, there's a couple new bubble bubble things to mention. Uh, and I'm going to say this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Pelterion, um, which is artificial intelligent. There's an integration now with Bubble, which allows you to integrate, you know, AI models, deep learning into your Bubble app. So you can do kind of this machine learning AI piece in Bubble with no code, um, if that's a part of what you want to do with your app, which is really, really cool. I think that's a super amazing feature, uh, and I'm excited about that. The other thing is Bubble has uh, – they've started kind of putting more into educational pieces. They had some things come out not too long ago, but they just put out a crash course, um, and they tweeted about it. Link in the show notes. But um, 
it's all on YouTube and it is, a, it's actually, I started watching this pretty cool course. And so if you're one of those people who's like, I've always wanted to get the jump using bubble, but I've never known where to start. This is for you. It's a great, great course to kind of get your feet wet and get started with bubble. I was in bubble for the first time today in a while and um, they've made some updates. Like I know people have talked about the UI and it being like a little bit looking kind of outdated or it's difficult to use. And they've made updates that I think really help make it feel um, maybe more intuitive is the right way to say it. But well, I mean, job well done. I saw their uh, release on YouTube also, and I want to go watch it. I'm really interested to build something in bubble. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where I saw it and was like, well, and like the videos are super slick. Like, I don't know, like watch them. I'm like, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. So definitely if you've been like itching to try bubble, um, maybe this is your shot. Go, go jump in, uh, with both feet. It's going to be really good. A no code rumble. No Code Rumble started way back in March, and Sarkis led us through, led the crew. I think there were eight people, and he led through this whole process of building a product without code. And um, they live streamed a bunch of the builds, and they're finally at the at the place where they're voting, um, where you can select your your favorite product. So all eight products, No Code products, are up there. Uh, go cast your vote. Go go check them out. Um, if you go to rumble.pro, that's the website, link in the show notes, you can check out. There's links and descriptions of all the different projects uh, that are out there. You can check them out, and then you can go over uh, to their voting link, which is on their site and also in our show notes, um, where you can vote for which project is your favorite. Winner is going to get, I think it's like $8,000 or something. It's, it's a good chunk of change to really help get their product off the ground and get started. Um, which is really, really cool. So I, I uh, this is, so I'm going to give props to Sarkis just because this is something that he kind of just spun up and started. And it's been a long road from March to July. Um, and they've stuck with it, everybody building it and, and creating and polishing and getting ready. And here we are at a spot where we have, you know, eight products built without code. Um, and people who are voting on them. So super cool. You want to weigh in and let, uh, let them know what you think. Definitely head over to the site and check it out. Um, I was over there checking out projects and um, I'm trying to decide which one gets my vote. I'm sort of biased. There's somebody I really want to vote for even without having fully diving into what that product is. And so <clears throat> I won't say who that is, but, um, but, <laughs> but I am. So, uh, go check it out. No code rumble. Really cool. I saw this in notion and it's not okay. So it's not a notion update, but it's a tool for notion. It's called notion metrics and it allows you to add kind of this dashboard flavor to a notion page. So if you wanted to show metrics or, or different stats from Stripe, you know, how much, how much money has come in today? Like what's the payout look like? All those different things. Convert kit, rescue time, MailChimp, and more. You wanted to put those into a Notion doc. If you're like a huge Notion nerd and you you see these things like Coda and other tools and you're really wishing you had some of this ability in Notion, this is a really cool tool to go check out. Um, I, I, gave it a, I gave it a once over and I haven't picked up Notion in a while, but it has me like itching to pick up Notion just to play with uh, some of this integration and see what it's like. 
Um, so I probably will the next week. We might be talking about this one soon, but I think this is really cool. And if like, if notion is not going to worry about making this like a part of the roadmap, I think it's cool to see people going like, okay, well, I'm going to build on top of notion and give people the ability to do this. I think it's a really cool, a really cool model. I think that the cool thing is I like really like the notion community. Cause I feel like we've seen a lot of these third party products come up, not just notion metrics, but there's also that tool, the name um, I'm forgetting it, but uh, there's that tool that lets you build a website with notion. And so, you know, you pay like eight bucks a month or something, and then you've got this doc, you know, there are issues with it, like SEO and performance, but it, you know, it's a website and it works. And so um, it's cool to see the notion community come together like that. Yeah, I love it. I, and the products that I've seen for Notion have all been really slick, pretty good looking products. Uh, and so this is, there's no, no, no exception. It's really great. So if, if this is something that you've been wanting to do in Notion, go check it out. Uh, staying on that same sort of tool, uh, Coda. The Coda API has been in beta for a while. And I, this might shock you, but I've been using the Coda API. And so uh, myself, I've, I've, I've been using it and it's finally out of beta and it's alive. So link in the show notes if you want to go check it out. Uh, but if there's some, some things you've been wanting to do with Coda and you weren't sure how you wanted to accomplish that, um, go check out the API documentation and figure out how you can weave that into your Integromat scenario or your, your, your Zap or whatever it is you're, you're doing. But really excited to see this. Super stoked for the Coda team. Congrats to everybody there. It's really great. Uh, also, this one snuck by late last month, but I'm just going to bring it back around. It's the Zoom pack from Coda. And it's a way for you to list Zoom meetings, like so you can organize your Zoom meetings, which if you use Zoom a lot now, which is probably a lot of us, um, you will know that trying to stay organized and all of that can be uh, really hard. And if you have multiple people that you're working with, being able to authorize one account that people can create meetings with and get links for and do all these different things without having to shell out uh, all that money for Zoom, you know, if you've got one person who works with you and just helps you schedule uh, to be able to kind of have this place where you can collaborate and work together, uh, it's super helpful. So, or if you're just working with the team and like you have regular meeting links and or, or what, what have you, just to be able to have a place to kind of organize and collect those it's really, really great. Authorize your Zoom account and you can do all kinds of magic with it. It is really cool. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, it's old. It's like a month old. But I saw it and I was like, I should say something about it. And I've never said anything about it. Um, and I've been using it and I really, really like it. So props. Uh, zero Code. Uh, zero Code is a group of no coders. They're like no code pioneers. And they were building all kinds of things for bubble uh, before this was uh, a fad and a thing a lot of people talk about. And they've launched a Facebook community. So if you want to go get the inside scoop and uh, you want to, if you're a bubble person and you're like, hey, I really want to be a part of a community that talks about building with bubble and all these different pieces um, and really have some folks that you can learn from, this is a community for you. You need to go check it out. Um, and so link in the show notes, it's not often that I'll tell you to do anything on Facebook. So uh, consider this like a really rare moment, uh, but uh, super stoked for the Zero Code team. Uh, Doric, which is, uh, you got to be careful how you pronounce this, Doric. Uh, 
Dork. Uh, you probably haven't seen things about Dork. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's what my eighth grade girlfriend called me. And it's also a, a tool that lets you build landing pages, right? Reminds me of that so, booty thing. The, the booty, yeah. the, I love booty cult, but what was it? Booty, booty? base. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Doric is is the tool that lets you build like single page websites, landing pages. I mean, it kind of like you know in the same vein like when Webflow launched way back in the day, you could just build one page with it, right? Like it was a, it was kind of like that. And so they launched July fourth, and on July seventeenth, which is just a little while back, they uh, they announced that they had their best day ever, uh, twelve hundred plus dollars in sales. Um, and and uh, they have a few different things going for them. One of the things that I haven't got to play with the tool yet, so it's actually on my to-do list of tools to review because I've seen a lot of people chat about it. The one thing that scares me about it is we talked about Grid AI a little while back. I don't know if anybody remembers that. We mentioned this one-off, but one of the things that really hurt Grid AI, Grid AI was these lifetime plans where people would pay once for a lifetime plan and then have the tool for forever. Well, Doric is doing the same sort of thing. Um, and so I hope that there's a lot of people who are paying monthly as well um, to help keep things afloat because I hate to see anything terrible happen here. Cause there's actually been like a lot of people who seem really supportive and uh, talk really kindly about the tool. So I'm excited to check it out. Uh, link in the show notes. If you want to go, go see this tweet and talk about, it talks about how great they're doing to start. So it's always cool to see a no-code tool pop up and to be successful and to do well. So super stoked for their team. That's really cool. Uh, ClickUp, which is a productivity tool, but we all use it. Um, and you, did you notice enthusiasm? You didn't, I, you didn't sound very enthusiastic, Ben. <laughs> we should try that again. ClickUp, yeah. which we all love to use. <laughs> ClickUp <laughs> is an app that's... I can't get excited, but uh, screw you, man. <laughs> Matt loves it. Uh, oh, we just got real in here. Matt loves it, <laughs> uh, and they did release an update. Uh, so tables in ClickUp have been just a, a disaster. That's the one thing yeah. I hate about ClickUp. I, the tables, yeah. I like. I think everything ClickUp has touched is like amazing and magic and like the best thing ever. But then I like see how they did tables and I'm like, how did someone butcher a product or like a feature so much? Um, but with this new update, um, which I'm sure everyone loved to hear about it, like it improves tables so much, so much more. And I, you know, I don't think it's like fully there yet. It's definitely not like a Coda, you know, replacement or it's not a sheets re- replacement, but it's, it's good for organizing Basic. It's a huge data. improvement. Yeah. Being able to just add columns on the fly, delete them on the fly easily, resize columns, you know, paste in data from Excel and other sources, just so many really nice little features. And you're hearing these and going, wait, shouldn't that Why? have been there before? <laughs> yeah, that's how badly it was uh, executed before. Um, I know you're thinking that. Yeah, that's how bad it was before. It's good to see the improvement. And, uh, and I know I, for one, have already benefited from it. So, uh, super cool release. And so if you're a ClickUp user, link in the show notes to go check that out. Or if you're not a ClickUp user, go check it out. Maybe you'll become one. Uh, Webflow, uh, Vlad and uh, uh, Vlad and Aaron from Excel, they're 
going to be uh, at early stage TechCrunch tomorrow. This is July 21st, so if you're hearing this after then, I'm sorry. They were on early stage TechCrunch uh, discussing what made it the right time for Webflow to accept funding and for them to partner together. Uh, it's really cool. Link in the show notes to go check out the tweet. I'm sure Excel and Webflow will probably be tweeting about this so you can catch up with it uh, after the fact. Um, another cool no-code Webflow thing is Can't No-Code was last week. Um, and if you haven't been following Camp No Code, Camp No Code was a camp that Webflow put on to teach um, kids how to build without writing any code. And I can tell you, like from the inside, seeing the curriculum plans, uh, it made me so happy and also so jealous that I was not a part of it. Um, because it, it was it was really cool and seeing the tweets and all of the things that have come out of it it's it's been amazing the, the tweets just like from an outsider looking in perspective the tweets are like what made it for me like i saw someone last week tweet that was like you know my daughter is ecstatic to have at the pixel geek as her teacher or whatever and i was like yo like I'm a grown ass adult. And like, I would be excited to have um, Nelson as my teacher. That's like, it, it looked amazing. Just like, I think what Webflow is doing there is just so cool. And um, I'm really pumped to see, you know, more of these, you know, educa- educational type things come up um, from Webflow and then, you know, other folks in no code. When you look at well, the, so the education team was a part of kind of shaping this and, um, of course, they're the brilliant folks behind the edge of the university videos that you see, which are full of humor. And so when you looked at their curriculum, they had all these Easter eggs and jokes in it. And I don't think I can really share all of it. I wish I could. It's just I would just read through the Excel sh- uh, or the, the Google sheet that kind of recapped everything that was happening. And I would be laughing and almost in tears from joy of just reading what like these, these, these kids were going to get to do and what it looked like and just how the team was approaching it. Um, it was just, it was, it was wonderful. And so uh, Nelson uh, pixel geek was a big part of this and, and taught and led and Greamer and McGuire and all of these fantastic people. Um, and there were so many people in the company who acted as counselors and were there to help kids. Just a really cool idea. I love that they they spent time. We were able to spend time as a company uh, teaching teaching kiddos how they could create. Uh, it's pretty cool. So I hope we do it again. But if you wanted to uh, check that out, go check out. There's some links in the show notes, I'm sure, to a tweet or two about this. So you can go check it out. Uh, clone Comp. In fact, whoa, pause, time out. Let's end on Clone Comp. We'll come back to that. Um, let's talk about... Uh, Mark Boley design book. So this is from Mark Boley and it looks super interesting. This is a, it's a design help for online makers and entrepreneurs and he's selling, it's essentially an ebook through Gumroad, but I know Lacey has more on this. Yeah. So I, (laughs) I put out something on Twitter the other day talking about design and um, like just trying to understand products and what look for and building and all of, all of that good stuff. So um, I got connected with a guy named Mark and he is putting together a design book 
for makers. And he gave me a little sneak peek today of what it looks like. And it is awesome. So it's, it's not a course and it's not a, um, like some big long thing that it's going to take you to get through. It's more of like a manual, like a quick reference guide. So as you're going through and building and you come to the point where you're like, well, you know, what should I use for, you know, typography where you're shaping, uh, persona it really does give you, um, like little snippets, actionable things. So where you're not stuck in the design instead of focusing on building your product. So that is, um, going up for pre-launch. So we're going to put the link in the show notes below of how you can get in touch with Mark and um, get a peek at what he's building and give him some feedback so that he can create that for you. It's really awesome. Awesome. So link in the show notes, go check that out. Um, Your V1 competition coming in August. We talked about them last week. Uh, They aim to be the easiest drag and drop builder, app builder, out there, period, the end. And um, still, I put in for the beta, tried to get access. I still haven't heard anything yet. Excited to try it, though. But in August, they're going to be doing a competition. And uh, the best app out of, I, I don't know who's on the council or board, or if it's just their team picking or how that's going to work, but basically you know, free access to, you know, to go build and try and put things together. And the best app is going to get $500. So if you've been sitting on the cool mobile app idea and you're like, how can I, you know, do this or how can I accomplish it? Um, this is something you want to go check out. So link in the show notes to the tweet about this, uh, go, go dive into this, go request access for this tool. Uh, so you can have it by the time this rolls around and you can, you can get rolling in it. So, uh, your V1, check it out. And then another competition, and this is what we wanted to end the no-code roundup one, is Clone Comp. Uh, so we talked about this last week. Uh, we're, we're a sponsor here and uh, lo- love this idea and fully behind it. Um, and so this is a competition. It's kind of like it's a self-guided competition. So it's not like an, I have to be here at this time, this day, like on a call with these people to do this. This is self-guided. You do this on your own. Uh, if you want to connect with other no-code makers, there's like a way on the website to join the Slack so you can connect and and work with other people. But it's a self-guided competition for for Webflow and and no-code, and it starts tomorrow. So we're recording this on Monday, July 20th. It starts July 21st. If you're just now hearing about this, you can still get in unless this is like three years later. Then I don't know. Uh, it's probably over by now. But uh, if you're listening to this while this episode is still recently new, there's there's still time for you to join. So uh, the website is clonecomp.webflow.io. It's going to be running uh, July 21st to the 24th, so this week. And definitely go check it out. Jump in. They have a schedule. There are all kinds of cool prizes. Um, You know, uh, $1,300 in cash prizes, a year of pro accounts from Webflow, uh, agency consulting from FinSuite, Flowbase, uh, premium access, member stack account credit, JetBoost account credit, MakerPad memberships. So there's all kinds of rewards available here. So you definitely want to go check this out. It's pretty cool. I know, Lacey, you've been talking to the team a little bit about this, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Starts tomorrow. And um, I think you could still probably get in if you're hearing this 
on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when it goes out, um, to get in and do it. It's going to be awesome. There's now like over 200 signups and it's going to be awesome. So do it. And then I'm going to join and I'm going to beat everybody because my idea is superior. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have time to do it. I really wish I could do it. I'm jealous. I'm going to be sitting on the sideline watching everybody build going, oh, I wish I was building too. <laughs> so I'm jealous of you to do it. Uh, I can't wait to see all the things that you guys build. I know it's going to be awesome. So definitely go check it out. Uh, link in the show notes and, uh, and make sure that you're, you're joining that and you're part of it. All right. Well, that's the no code roundup. So uh, this week we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about gated content. Um, why, why gated t- content and what tools are available to to you um, to you know as you work with no code tools to kind of roll out different sites and different pieces like this? So um, I think we all have our favorites, um, and 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 so the tool the tool that I reach for every time I do this I don't even I really have to be told to like stop and pause and think by somebody before I reach for is member stack. That's, that's the tool I go with, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk about pros and cons. We're going to talk about member stack, member space, uh, Firebase, uh, and a Lacey's done this with code. I've toyed around with this a little bit as well. Um, with, with code, uh, I've done this on WordPress and we're probably not going to talk about that too much. Um, but, uh, everybody's shaking their heads. What? Uh, and then, Knack, and there's some other things that are available here too. So we just want to talk through all the options, like what's out there, why would you choose a specific tool, um, and, and what do you love? So I, I just wanted to love to open it up the floor. Like if you're picking one of these tools, what are you picking and why? Lacey, you yeah. can go first. Okay. <laughs> Man, I always get stuck talking to each other. Um, so, I mean, I go to member stack without – thinking that's that i mean i am really big fans of member stack duncan and tyler are fantastic human beings their team is so great so i go to them without thinking without question um i have built out this functionality using code and that's what i did um kind of when i was getting my start in code do not recommend it unless you really like writing code (laughs) um because you'll be writing a lot of code but um Excuse me. So it's member stack is my favorite because it allows you to get quickly set up. And I love how beautiful the interface is. And just the whole thing makes me feel so productive, even though I've only had to do like 10 clicks and that's it. So um, definitely my favorite. I have played around with Knack. Knack was actually the first um, no code tool that I looked at when I realized that no code tools could be, um, with databases. And so, but I never built anything, but I did watch some tutorials with Knack and Webflow and I thought it was really interesting, but I didn't take it any further. Yeah. Ben wasn't, I don't know if he's still your coworker, but Micah, didn't he create a series of tutorials on, um, using Knack either using that on its own no, or using it in Webflow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's the one I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw the same things because when I was getting into no code, that's like one of the things that I saw too. Cause it was like, yo, I can build a backend with my, you know, for my app or my web app or whatever. 
Um, so I, I agree. Um, I think, so I think it's important to note, like, you know, what's the point of gating content? And it's usually you want people to sign up and like the value is in like building an audience or you want to make money. Um, and a lot of people, like the thing with no code is you want to do things as quickly as possible. And member stack is like my go-to on like 99.9% of projects. I love member stack, um, more than anything. Um, but I also, and we'll, we'll get into this. Like I also am a huge fan of Firebase and very commonly I use both together because Firebase will handle my database side of things. Cause member stack can't do that right now. Um, and, uh, member stack will handle the payment side of things and Firebase can do that, but like it requires me to get into the command line and Ben has tried to teach me the command line many times. And it's just like terrifying to me. So, uh, it's, it's possible to set up Stripe and, and things like that on your, um, Webflow site, but I like Firebase a lot because you literally like the sky's the limit. Like you can do whatever you want and you kind of, so long as you know how to code a little, it doesn't require a ton, but like, you know, copying, pasting snippets, reading stack overflow, things like that. You can do a lot of these like really cool user actions and like, you know, save data based off of that user and save it just to their little branch, I guess. And so, you know, when they come back to the page, they can access their data, they can update it, things like that. And there are good tutorials. Like we talk about it um, from time to time, or we've talked about it in previous episodes. Jason Dark has some tutorials on how to use Webflow, or sorry, Firebase with, uh, Firebase Auth with Webflow. And it's a great tutorial series. I know parts of it are kind of outdated now because like, you know, you can no longer alt click and drag and input or whatever that exact command was in Webflow. And so like, but for the most part, like the fundamentals are there. We'll link to it in the, in the show notes, but I just love Firebase. Cause like you have the database, you have the authentication, a big thing that Firebase has that member stack and member space and pretty much any other um, no code tool doesn't have is SSO. And so you can sign at, you can add sign-ins for Google, Facebook, Twitter, GitHub, um, the, the cool thing is like, I've noticed this a lot in like some sort of like new SaaS apps, like you can do as frictionless as possible. You can have people just demo your software. And like, so how they do that is like Firebase has anonymous authentication. And so, you know, you can give the user a button, like try the demo right now. And they don't have to enter their username or password or anything. And they'll get like a user ID and like everything to like play around with your system as if they created an account, but it's so frictionless. And so like, there's all these amazing benefits to Firebase that might be, you know, maybe not, maybe not, uh, maybe you won't use it for your MVP, but like, you know, the step after the MVP, maybe it's of interest to you. So I guess my, my vote is split on both member stack and Firebase. Um, I think, I think member stack makes the process really easy, but there are also limitations. And so um, to each their own, Ben, what say you? Yeah, well, I think this is still a place where no code is immature. Um, you know, uh, if it's me, I'm going with member stack. Like I won't even, I'm going to try to run everybody over and be like, we should use member stack. I think it's the best option available to us. Uh, just because I think that's true. I don't say that out of, uh, out of anything, but like, I, I really feel like that's the honest to God truth. Uh, they've really stepped up the game. They've got the API in beta. Um, they've got the Zapier integration, which is really great. So you can fire actions through Zapier. Uh, you know, when there's a new member, if there's a new membership, do this. 
you know, or, Hey, when this action, somebody fills out this form do X, Y, and Z. I, I can talk a little bit about an app I built recently where uh, we'll jump into that, where I built some pretty crazy things with member stack um, and Webflow, And it's super fun. I think the, the plus is so member stack and member space. Uh, just get that out of the way really quick. Member stack, member space. Um, they're very similar in what they have to offer, right? There's not a lot of things that, um, that differentiate the two. And I think if you were going to say to me, Hey, Ben, you know, what's the big X factor that makes, you know, whatever this better. I don't, I don't know. Like, I just know that uh, Duncan and Tyler are came out of the Webflow community and, um, and so super big fans of theirs. And I love the way that they, do business and, and work with people and customers. And I've just enjoyed all my interactions with them. And so I've never had the desire to go really look uh, at, at much else. Uh, but the product is, does have its drawbacks, right? Like uh, you, it's not, it's not compliant as far as you wanted to use it with anything that is, you know, PII or, um, you know, HIPAA or anything like if, if you have really sensitive data, you can't put it behind a member stack login because essentially somebody can go turn off JavaScript. They can see that content, right? That's behind there. They have a thing now where like if somebody's turned JavaScript off, it bounces them and redirects them, but it still leaves your data vulnerable and some of those different pieces. So really this is more like like gating content is what it is. It's, it's, it's like Matt said, it's I'm starting a blog and I want people to pay for it. I don't want it to be free or I've, I've got this, data or this set of things and I'm going to put it behind a wall and make people, maybe they're not even going to pay for it. It's going to be free, but I do, I want to capture the email and have the audience, you know, so there's, there's some of those pieces. What I love about member stack is because they're from the community, they've, they've done all of this. Right. And so the resources are so, uh, they're real, right? It's like, you want to do this? This is how you do it. Um, and we're telling you this because we wanted to do this too. And so, you know, having all of those things, like how can I go on my Webflow site? And they're expanding. You know, if you look at what member stack is available in, you know, I want to say it's card, um, Webflow. Uh, uh, do you guys know the other? Uh, the other? They're, I think they are coming to Weebly. Squarespace. Okay. Okay. Oh, so yeah, it looks like yeah, Webflow. You're right. you're right. Just an HTML, CSS uh, site, Squarespace. Duda and Card right now. And they have and, early access on a ton of others. Well, requests. Yeah, Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, Front. Jekyll, which is, I, I like, that's speaking mm-hmm. my language. Weebly, uh, Shopify, Wix. Wix, Weebly, all those others, you know. Uh, so lots of things that you can access. When you look at member space, um, they have some of those coming too, soon as well. Uh, the list isn't quite as large as far as every place they're available, but it's a lot of the same feature set, right? Um, and so I think it just comes down to some people are comfortable with one, some people are comfortable with the other. Um, uh, but like I said, I've I've always been a big big member stack fan. Where member stack is falls, I don't know, short besides the security issue. Um, you know, reporting right now is not great. So like, if you want reporting on your cells and different pieces. I hope you're a Stripe expert because you're going to really need to be able to work right. with Stripe tools to really know like what's happening, what's coming in, what's going out, all those different pieces. Um, and then two, if somebody uses a coupon and purchases, that doesn't really count as a purchase because 
nothing's happening in Stripe. So you kind of have to set up your own reporting where, hey, when this happens, you're using their API or that zap. I'm going to go ahead and dump this into a spreadsheet. This is the kind of membership that was that was purchased. This is what's happening. And you sort of you know, really have to spend a lot of time configuring and wrestling with some of those reporting pieces. Um, and I'm sure that's some of the things that they're working on, but that that's a weakness. One of the, I, one of the strengths I think they have is this, is the API coming out. I just built the product and we can talk about that a little bit, but uh, where I had was locked into Zapier because I needed some of these member stack functions. Uh, but now having the API being able to use Integromat or, or Parabola or other sources you know, is really great. So, um, so member stacks there. Firebase, I feel like, so one of the things you said is Firebase, you didn't feel, you felt like it was frictionless. I feel like there's a lot of friction with Firebase. Well, I'm saying specifically the anonymous authentication piece. I'm not saying like for the end user, I think setting it up, there's a ton of friction. Like don't, a ton don't of friction. It, member stack makes it so like it's cake to set it up on your Webflow site. They have specific Webflow guides. They have clonables. Like everything is done so effortlessly for you. Firebase, it's like, yo, you're going to spend some time like reading the console and figuring out what error is going on and figuring out what files you have to use in production. And it sounds like it might sound kind of hard if you don't have a code background and it can be kind of intimidating at first. But the good thing is there's a, a lot of people using Firebase, which is good. And you can read the forums and figure out, you know, where you're going wrong. But it, it comes back to like a speed and functionality thing. If you don't need Firebase, if Firebase is overkill, then like, why use it? You know, like, what's the point? Um, well, I, so the, the plus is for me, Firebase, like log in with Google, log in with Twitter, huge. log in yep. with all of these people. Like, those are really cool pieces to have where, you know, I'm gating content. People can use an account they already have. You know, they get access to the site. The hard part is like, have you used JavaScript uh, to write content to the page via an API before, right? Man, like you get all these timing issues. Yeah. And you're probably going to have to learn how to do that. Right. And if not, you'll, you're going to be, this goes back to the one of fundamental problems with no code is like, you can, you can watch somebody's instructions or tutorial video and okay, I can write from this Firebase, da- uh, Firebase database to Webflow uh, and I can follow these steps and get it done, but I need mine to do X, Y, and Z instead of A, B, and C. And right. it's like, okay, well, in order to do that, you're probably going to have to understand the code enough to, yeah. Yeah. to change that and For manipulate sure. it. That's, that's the challenge, I, I think. I think, so one thing that I, I just really love about Firebase, I, I might have mentioned this earlier, but like you can have the authentication side and the database side talk to each other. And so, you know, on user login or whatever, let's say you have a form on your Webflow page and the user's authenticated, they're signed in. You can pass the user ID through a form submission and then you can push that back to the database and you can save data specifically to that user ID and like all this information. Like, I love how granular you can get, but I just, I think that's a dangerous game to play, especially like, because like for me, it's like, yo, if I get too into the weeds, like I'm never going to launch my product. Um, And so... That's where I think, like, I, I love member stack for most things. But if I'm, like, looking for that extra bit, then, like, maybe I go to Firebase if I'm comfortable enough with it. Um, I, I encourage everyone to just check it out. I think there's so many cool features. I think that Firebase pricing, it, like, the free tier is so generous. And so you can really, like, play around with it. Even if you get to, like, quite a few users, you're, like, I don't, you're not going to be paying for it for a while unless you're, like, really, like, messing something up. But uh, I, I, I love it. I just think, I think everyone should at least look into it. 
maybe it's not for them, but maybe down the road it is. And, you know, I think we go back to this conversation also as kind of a tangent, but like when, when you're in no code, like, you know, all of us are in no code, but like, it also like makes us want to learn to code sometimes. And so maybe this is that next step. That's what it was for me. Like, I didn't know how to write JavaScript until I started going into Firebase really. Um, and so, yeah, I would just say, check it out, see if it's a good fit. It might not be. It very well, like, it's probably overkill for most people, but worth exploring um, if you need it, especially for that SSO piece. Okay. Uh, no, I, I love what you're saying. I, I guess the, there are a lot of uh, positives to it, but that downside is now, too, you also have to figure out how are you going to wrangle all of this code, right? Like, so it, Webflow is not the best place to write a bunch of custom code and manage it. Because yep. if you need to update things, yep. then you're updating in multiple places or like, what does that look like? So now you're probably using some sort of repository to commit code to, and then you're serving that back to your Webflow site. Um, so you can be more uh, efficient, but then at the same time, it's really a process that maybe as a no-coder, you're not, you're not familiar right. with. So th- there are downsides, but the, po- the positives are like, okay, when would I use Firebase? Well, if you have a ton of records, like if, if you're, if you just have so many things in a database and, and you have all these databases that are going to be related as far as, you know, like all of this data and content that's going to tie to, like Matt said, to a specific user, this is a really great, great way to go about it because very rarely are you going to find a database that you can work in and pay such little, such a low amount of money um, or no money uh, to be able to have that kind of access. Plus, um, there are a lot of apps that are built on, on Firebase and they have all these other pieces that are available uh, that you can do, like even machine learning and, um, you know, in-app messaging and predictions and A-B testing and, right. you know, like that, that's actually a big thing. Things. Yeah. That's a big thing I forgot to mention. Firebase is a real time database. So you can have it like if something changes in the database, you can have code that will change something on the page without having to refresh it. So that's like kind of wild too. Normally with like member stack, if you update a users, the way I see member stack versus Firebase, like how I picture it in my mind is like member stack has metadata and you can save all these custom fields to that user, but you're limited to, I think 50 metadata fields or something like that. Whereas Firebase, I can have unlimited. Uh, obviously it gets really messy and gets more expensive as you have more custom data fields. But that's like, the if you're familiar with member stack, like that's the best way to picture like the Firebase database versus member stack metadata. Plus Firebase has all these other things like like machine learning and all these different things that are, you can do wild, crazy things with Firebase. So if you're talking about scalability and future, there's a lot you can do with Firebase and a lot you can accomplish with it. But at the same time, you better have the ability to have to to make that technical lift, right? (laughs) A thousand percent, yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, it is a real-time database. I can have a user press a button and it change the data on the page, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty quick. Now I will say there are times, so Matt and I actually worked on a project where data was loading from Firebase. Sometimes it can be um, ungainly in its load. And, and part of that has to do with how you model the data and what that looks like. But sometimes it can just be a slog. Like you hit a page and to load the data, it just, it takes a second, you know? And so now you're at that data loading animation and you're probably more JavaScript because you don't want to don't want to show a loader for an X amount of time and then load a blank page because it's still pulling the data. So you need something to actually go back and measure where it's at and 
and end when the data's actually finished loading, which is another lift that you're going to have to make, right? So there are all these pros to Firebase, like these very, and they are pro options. There are these really incredible uh, features that you can dive into, but you're not going to stand up a Firebase website, authentication website in 15 minutes and, and no be way. ready to roll. There's no, there's right. no clonables like member stack. You're starting from no. scratch every time. Well, well, even the member stack, you know, one of the things I, I so we've talked about JetBoost on this, on this show. JetBoost is incredible. Their onboarding is great. Member stack's very similar. Like it's, they make it really easy. They have the steps on the side. This is what you need to do to get your site up and rolling. Do this, do this, do this, do this. 15 minutes, you can have a site up and running and it's gated and you're testing. I think the other pro for, for member stack is JetBoost. Like you have, you have another no code tool builder now building on top of a no code tool for a no code tool. So it's like three layers, but you know, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, with this metadata, uh, Chris has at JetBoost has figured out how to use his tool to where I can favorite things. If I'm using member stack and the CMS, the Webflow CMS, I can favorite things. I can click on those, bam, I can favorite those things. I can show users a list of items and only show them their favorites um, or let users react, thumbs up, thumbs down, rate, whatever. There's all these different possibilities and I'm sure he's gonna have 18 million different brilliant ideas uh, based on what he's already done. Uh, so there there are pros definitely for that member stack, uh, member space setup as far as like ease of use and 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 without that friction. So, you know, if if I'm building an app and I just need, I need to get content and I need to set it up fast, I'm probably going to choose member stack. Uh, some people might choose member space. You know, we're member stack fans. Um, but and then, you know, if I've got something that's going to be a heavier lift, like a lot of this too, when I think about building with member stack versus, you know, Firebase is a lot of people who build with, with member stack, they're using Webflow to build an app. And Webflow has CMS content and people are, you know, adding content or taking content and manipulating that content in Webflow. Uh, but Webflow is limited to 10,000 records. Well, what happens if you need to expand? Well, this is where Firebase you know, using that Firebase method wins because, you know, real-time database that's really, really large and that can scale and do some different things can really unblock you and and really tear down the walls that might be kind of having you boxed in or hemmed in. So definitely things to think about. On the other side, NAC is super cool. And I would say it sets somewhere in between uh, member stack and Firebase, right? Um, it's super powerful. Um, and it can do a lot. It can't do quite as much as Firebase. It can do more than uh, member stack and member space can. But there's also, once again, there, there's a technical lift with NAC. And so when you start building with NAC, I'll never forget my first time trying to wrap my head around how do I how do I authenticate users with NAC? It really, my like, my head hurts so bad. And I, I was dizzy from thinking. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really complicated. And once I understood it, it was it was okay. But there is there is this learning curve there, and it's not gonna be as easy. We'll try to link to Micah's videos here. I think some of them are still up on his YouTube channel. Micah is a no code master, um, code master. Micah is just the master of everything and one of the coolest people ever. Go follow him wherever he exists. Well, I'll put links to all of his things 
in the show notes. But Mike is an incredible human being, so you can go learn that uh, there. So that's kind of where I see it. Um, Mike actually built an app uh, for Webflow. It was an LMS, and he used NAC, and we authenticated with NAC. And you logged in, and it would, he was marking progress and pulling data, building dashboards. It was incredible. Um, I've literally never seen an app that cool, a no-code app that cool. Um, and uh, he did it all with Knack and Webflow and a little bit of a little bit of JavaScript. So it's once again one of those things where, like, hey, if you feel comfortable coding, it's something that you can employ in your build and, and kind of take it when you're using the Git content. It'll also accept payments. Um, there's a little bit of a setup there too, but if you want to do that. So one of the things that Matt and I have talked about is um, we've talked about, like Matt's been talking about doing some Firebase videos, teaching people how to do that. I've actually been talking about putting together some member stack videos, member stack and Webflow, how to like gate some content, um, kind of a paid blog. One of the things that I really, like one of my favorite sites of all time at the moment is called The Athletic. I subscribe. I think it's really cool. Um, it's a sports website and in this age where journalism is kind of like uh, written where is dying and, and newspapers are really, you know, everything's really different. You go to a site and it's like 15,000 ads and auto playing videos and all these different things because they're really trying to, to, to make money and bring in revenue. The athletic has a really different model, which is just like, Hey, you pay us X amount each year and we're not going to show you a single ad. Like, we're not going to do any of that, but we're going to provide you with high quality content. I love that model. And so I've always, I've been thinking about what would it look like to build something like that in Webflow and teach people how to do that with member stack and Webflow. So going to spend some time doing that, but also like being able to add in really cool features. Like I read this, like have a reading list where members can mark what they've read and, and, and save things and favorite them and um, build in custom sharing features. So you don't have to rely on third party services uh, we'll talk about using, I, I, for mine, I want to talk about using Fathom, Fathom Analytics instead of uh, Google Analytics to kind of increase privacy and what the, some of that looks like. So just talking through some of some of that. So you can look forward to some of that content coming. Um, but, you know, uh, as we sat here and we were thinking about, we've had conversations with people across the no-code space, it feels like, in the past month and a half about, like, hey, what's what's the best? And Right. What's what's the system to use and why should I use it? And I feel like we've we were like we should just talk about this is what I always yeah. said we should talk about this in the podcast. So. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. And just piggybacking off of what Ben said, like you know he's going to create the member stack version. You know, I'm still I've had a lot of people tweet at me and say like you know I would love to see this in a Firebase tutorial or you know I would love to be able to do this and things like that. And so if you have ideas, please like email us or DM me or DM us like wherever. And like, I would love to see it. And maybe, you know, maybe the move is Ben creates one site and he hooks up member stack to that. And then I use Firebase and it'll help illustrate the process of the differences between the two. And, you know, like the more I think about it, the more that makes sense. But if you have other ideas, I love playing in Firebase. So any excuse I get to be in there is some is a win to me. And so, uh, if you have ideas, tweet at us or DM us or something, and uh, maybe we'll explore it and make some videos about it and some content for you. And then give away the websites, right? So yep. we'll build it in Webflow. We'll make it clonable. You can have them, uh, take them, use them. But, you know, we wanted to kind of explore some of this gating content. Um, 
you know, there's a lot you can do. I just finished building a conference website um, and it was pretty uh, intense. So people could basically sign up for an org. They would sign up for an org and then they could add coworkers. So they had to be able to sign up, pay one fee for an entire organization, sign up all their coworkers and then still get access to member stack, get emails with passwords and all of that fun stuff. And so without the member stack Zapier pieces, I don't think I ever could have done that, but did all that in Webflow. Didn't you create a, a second account on a different platform too somehow? Yeah. 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 It's insane. So, so you built your own SSO. Yeah. So we, we basically, they would sign up and it would add them to member stack and then it would call Thinkific and check and see if they existed there and if they didn't, it would create their account and they would send them a pa- uh, email with, Hey, you can log into both of these sites. Here's your temporary password, change it once you log in. Um, and then, you know, or if they were adding a coworker who didn't pay, didn't register to keep them from adding somebody who's already been added, it would actually make calls to member stack and to, uh, well, to an air table because we were adding it to Airtable to Airtable to see if they exist in member stack, call Thinkific, see if they exist there. And then all these paths, there were so many paths in these apps. And the whole time I was just thinking, I wish I could do this in Integromat. It would be so much easier to figure out what's, what's happening. Um, and then I finished building it. And literally the next day uh, they announced the member stack API and how you could do. And I was like, I could have done all of this outside of Zapier if I had only, uh, if I had only known. So anyway, fun stuff. You can do all kinds of wild things. So yeah, think about those ideas. What are things you wish you could do with the member stack or with Firebase? What are some tricks you'd like to see and like to see us pull together? But we definitely want to do some teaching on this, uh, but we we wanted to approach it. We feel like kind of member stack, member space, kind of in that same place on the line. You know, NAC is that next step up, then Firebase, and then all the way on the other end, you have people like Lacey who are building it with Ruby and and with code. Um, and if you want to know how to do that, you can go to coding school or maybe you can hit up Lacey and she'll want to do a, a course on it. But I bet the answer is no. <laughs> I bet the answer is I don't want to do a course on her, it. <laughs> her internet's cutting out. So, but she uh, wanted me to note that, but I'm sure, I'm sure Lacey is down to teach anything and everything. I can just say whatever I want since Lacey can't talk right now. And so <laughs> I'm just going to put words in her mouth and we'll go from there. <laughs> Lacey said she's going to teach a no-code class, uh, a Ruby on Rails class for people who are in the no-code space. That's what she said. Uh, she is signaling she did not say that. So don't listen to anything that that, that we said. Uh, so anyway, so hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. We really enjoyed talking about getting content and, and membership sites and the different ways you can go about it, the pros and cons, the ups and downs. Um, and if there's something we missed, make sure you let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts and, uh, and, and what, how you go about approaching what tool to pick when you're, when you're building a site like this. So I uh, hope you all have a great week and you're staying safe and we'll see you next time. Deuce. Thanks for listening to visualdev.fm. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at visualdev.fm.